1: Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Ah! Sex
0: Panther. I mean, really, how are they doing? Any disabling injuries? Something, say, that the gambling community might not yet know about? Come here, let me see those knees. Mo, I think you should leave.
1: But Blanche, you gotta help me out here, please. I'm 64 grand in the hole. They're gonna take my
0: dog. Hey, everybody, Arch here, and I want to wish everybody out there a happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Max, it's your favorite day of the year, I think. God damn it, just
1: another fucking day that reminds us how incompetent and shitty of a fucking franchise the New York Mets are. And to make matters worse, you know they celebrated the 1969 World Series victory. You know they did that over this past weekend, it was a nice moment. Only, they reported two of the players who are alive as dead. So congrats, Mets, on staying as a classic (laughs) franchise. Happy July 1st. Bobby Bonilla Day until
0: what twenty twenty five? Thank 2025. you. Twenty twenty five. Oh man, Panther. How do you celebrate your Bobby Bonilla Day?
2: You know, I am. I am actually. I don't know how. Bobby Bonilla's agent wasn't found by other players it is the greatest deal for a player in the history of deals Bobby Bonilla is not going to be one of those guys that you hear about being bankrupt and screwed up all his fortune the dude is a millionaire every single year on July 1st (laughs) why don't more players do this yeah (laughs)
1: because you can't find the idiot, idiocy of the Mets that often, right? I mean, you can't find a franchise that's going to be that fucking stupid that often, right? I mean, maybe.
0: I'm, I'm guessing, <laughs> yeah. Well, you should have you should take your money up front all the time. It's better for you because then you can invest it. If players would invest it, it would be a better deal. But yeah, you're right. It should probably be put on an allowance for most of them. <laughs> All right, all right. So, there's not a lot of baseball to talk about, but we're going to start with something else since there's only a couple of games. We t- we're taking a look at NBA futures now because we wanted to see what happened pre and post, you know, trade, trade deadline, what happened before, what happened after. And, you know, there's a couple surprises out there. The big surprise still to me is that the Lakers are far and away the number one team, according to the books. <laughs> They're plus 260, plus 260 right now. They opened, well, I should say before the deadline, before the trade, not deadline, the trade opening, they were plus 333. So now they're plus 260. They've gotten better. So that's interesting. The closest one uh, next to them are are the Toronto and Milwaukee, and they're plus 700. So I find that really interesting, that the Lakers are that heavily favored. It's bound to change,
1: though, right? I mean, who knows? because, Because the biggest chip is still in play. And that's Kawhi Leonard. So where Kawhi ends up uh, changes that, that dynamic at the top. And from what I'm hearing, it's looking more like a Los Angeles team. And I think he's really interested in the Lakers. And what's scaring him off, funny enough, is that drama that Magic Johnson just went through with the Lakers front office. And I think that's why he's pressing hard to talk to Magic Johnson to figure out how dysfunctional this fucking franchise actually is. Mm-hmm. And if he can live with that and coexist with that, because he's he's kind of a mild-mannered guy.
0: Right. He doesn't like right. that
1: kind of insanity. So he might be better, like, going living in L.A., playing for the less-known team, who's still really good, playing under a coach like Rivers, who will rest him and knows how to play with, like, veteran players like Garnett and Pierce and get them their rest. So uh, that's that's the biggest chip right now.
0: Panther?
2: And, and... <sighs> Surprisingly, and yet not surprisingly, the the Kawhi didn't sign. And I don't even know if he will sign this week. He is coming across as one of the smartest players in the league. He's doing his due diligence. He's very, very intelligent about this. I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed in Toronto, but he does own a mansion in LA. I've been saying all along, I thought he would go to the Clippers. Another wild card out there that nothing happened with yesterday is Boogie Cousins. Uh, And there is some speculation that he may, in fact, stay with Golden State. So another interesting chip out there. But, you know, my big takeaway is I did not see what the Nets did. I, I didn't see that coming. Like the Nets were not being talked about. And then they land three huge pieces I think it was a spectacular move by the Nets. And then, you know, you know, we had Max ranting about the Mets. Um, New York, as, as a entire city, is just a clusterfuck of stupidity. And now the Knicks just look like bumbling morons because they basically accomplished nothing yesterday. So uh, kudos to Brooklyn. And what the fuck are you doing, Knicks? And I am not drinking the Laker Kool-Aid at all.
0: Oh no, I'm not either. But yeah, the Knicks. That's that brings up a really good point. The Knicks, uh, before before the trades opened up, were plus twenty two hundred to win to win outright, and now they're plus eight thousand max.
1: Yeah. But, well, here's the thing: is there was a speculation that KD was going to go to New York, and you know yes. what New York decided to do? Apparently, saying, "Well, we're not going to give him a max contract because we're worried about his Achilles. We're <laughs> going to give a max contract to Amari fucking Stoudemire, who's got a broken fucking spine." But, no, Kevin Durant, who's one of the best players on the planet, we're worried about his Achilles. So, uh, good job, Knicks. You know, they did get Julius Randle, though, and, who's a nice pickup, a 2010 guy, is a good player, right? And uh, the Knicks also, I believe, uh, they, they got uh, another player uh, who I didn't even realize was still in the league. Uh, anyway, that, <laughs> that's what the Knicks did. They did. The Knicks whiffed on every single main free agent Again, uh, just just insane. I, uh, did you mention the Miami one? Because that's the no, biggest swing, right? No, that
0: was the biggest swing. Yeah, or one of them. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 the the biggest. Miami yep. opened up plus thirty thousand, and now they're plus eight thousand. Yeah, twenty thousand point shift on Miami. I triple checked this because I was like, "There's no fucking way." But yeah, that's that's. Are we
1: saying that Jimmy Butler has that much impact? I don't think so. Like I, I mean I think they're they're a good team. Miami's gonna be a good team and, and Butler fits well with what, what they have down there. But I I don't see them as as a powerhouse, you know? No. Panther, am I no. wrong? Is is Butler like that important to Miami?
2: Is he that important to Miami? Yes, absolutely. Because without him, what are they? Hassan Whiteside and a bunch of scrubs? Uh they're already trying to move Drogic. that he's in play but to for for the, to go from 30,000 to 8,000 no they're not they're not that relevant <laughs> 8,000 8, is still you know really really bad odds but right 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 the, i don't are they even a playoff team it's jimmy butler and nobody else like i even in the east which has been you know second cousin to the west for for several years I don't even know that they're a top eight team in the East.
0: Right. That, yeah.
2: I I agree. I agree.
0: Another major shift uh, in their, you know, I guess, in their favor or whatever is uh, <laughs> the Pacers. They went from plus six thousand to plus thirty three hundred. They shifted twenty seven hundred points.
1: It's interesting. We were talking about that before the show with yeah. Kyle. Is I I honestly, you know, I mean, they they signed Jeremy Lamb. Uh, they uh, they got uh, Malcolm Brogdon from the Bucks. They signed him. Uh, but they lost Bogdanovich. They they lost, uh, you know, uh, a, a couple of other key players. Uh, Collins is uh, uh, retiring to become a minister, I think. Uh, Thaddeus uh, Thaddeus Young is leaving as well. So, I guess they're saying that Brogdon has that much of an impact on 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 them to improve them.
2: Look, Indiana is a really good team. It, they're that team that. They don't have – I mean, they got Oladipo, but even for star standards, Oladipo pales in comparison to guys like Curry and LeBron and KD. But the Pacers are a really good team, and Brogdon and Lamb are fantastic fits. The the, the biggest thing about it I don't like is losing Thaddeus Young because that dude is just an all-world defensive player, and now I'm kind of like, eh, where's their defense going to come from? Miles Turner – I would have dealt him a while ago. I don't know what they're going to do about him. Um, but I like the additions. They're, I think they're still a top four team in the East. Mm. All
0: right. So one other big shift I want to talk about was for Charlotte. Plus, thir- uh, plus 30,000 <laughs> now, plus 40,000. <laughs> 10,000 point shift.
1: Oh, even. God. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to bet that Charlotte's going to be the, the worst team in the league. Uh, they, uh, they did a sign-and-trade to get Terry Rogier from the Celtics. Kemba Walker went to the Celtics. So, a uh, huge loss there. I, I like Rogier. Rozier's a, a, a fine player. Uh, but, I mean, we always joked last year the Charlotte Hornets are Kemba Walker and what, and now they don't even have what. So, uh, yeah, big, big drop-off for them. Uh, I could see them being bottom of the league. Uh yeah. worse than the Knicks.
0: And I know Panther. We can. I want to touch on this real quick because Panther came in guns blazing to talk trash on the Celtics, which he loves to do. But they didn't move at all. They were sixteen hundred before the trade started, and they're sixteen hundred now. So it looks like Vegas is kind of a wait and see. They're not sure what to do with that.
2: Well, because I don't think they're done. They yeah. they got Kemba, which is a nice replacement for Kyrie. I actually do think that's an improvement. Um, but I think there's questions on what the, you know, Gordon Hayward's name has been floated out there. He's a, a restricted free agent next year, um, in 2020, as well as Jason Tatum. So they've got. Look, Danny Ainge is just he's a, he's a brilliant, brilliant mind, but all that work he's done over the last five, six, seven years. Still hasn't brought them a title, and now he basically has to start over and do it again. So Vegas is probably taking the right approach because, yes, they really didn't do much. They did Kemba, but I don't think they're done. There's a lot of work left for Boston to do. Yeah, I I don't
1: disagree. I mean, uh, honestly, they they have uh, some moves that they can make. They still have some uh, chips that they could uh, uh, trade away. Um, There was talk, it's probably faded now, of them getting uh, Capella. Um, when uh, they were talking about Butler maybe going to uh, Houston and the Celtics being the third team in that uh, that trade. Uh, yeah, they still have some cap room left over. I think they can make a move or two, and, and they have some uh, players and picks that they can still trade. So, uh, yeah, it, I think I think the Celtics... Listen, I like... Do I think Kyrie Irving's a better player than Kemba Walker? Yeah, I, I probably do, uh, <laughs> but Kyrie is a head case. He's not been great in the locker room he hasn't shown great leadership skills and from what I hear from everyone is Kemba plays well in the locker room uh, even when he's playing ISO ball it's just because he's on Charlotte where he was Kemba Walker and what and that he can adjust to playing a little bit more team basketball so yeah it, it is a wait, wait and see and um, you know I'm, I'm happy listen uh, yeah, it wasn't like complete you know wipe out <laughs> for the Celtics right
0: right Alright, well that's it. I'll be posting this you know, if you're listening to this the, the, the numbers that we're talking about will be in the description of the podcast. Just scroll down a little bit you'll see it, and so you can follow along at home.
1: So <laughs> did Golden State change at all? Real, real quick?
0: Oh, Golden State. Um, let me see, I almost closed it. Golden State. Yeah, they went from 1,100 to 1,000 even.
1: Huh. That's interesting. I mean, because they, they lost KD. Uh, Clay's, gonna, Clay's apparently going to re-sign uh, but he'll he'll be out until like March or something like that. Uh, they are gonna get D'Angelo Russell, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they're gonna trade Andre Iguodala. So I don't know where their defense is gonna come from. They're probably gonna score one hundred and fifty points and give up one hundred and
2: forty next year. Right. <laughs> they they well, think think about this. If they were to sign Boogie, if they were to re-sign Boogie, so they still have the Demarcus Cousins, Draymond Green, D'Angelo, Clay. And Steph Curry, I'd still probably go on record and say that is a better starting five than anybody else has. Hmm.
0: Interesting. All right. Well, yeah. I, I, do many teams do this? Do many teams uh, appear to be on their downslope and then all of a sudden, you know, pivot and come back? And uh, I, I can't think of anybody. It's, it's amazing.
1: It really is. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they got Russell just blows my mind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right all right so we are going to talk about stuff that's a little more current now a little more a little more up to date we're going to talk about baseball there's only what one two three four five games five right now? still don't have that baltimore tampa bay line yet so <laughs> no. all right the big shift today so far is uh kansas city at toronto kansas city opened up plus 108 toronto opened up minus 117 as it sits now royals plus 136 blue jays minus 147 max
1: all over this one. Listen, uh, the Royals took yesterday's game. Now they're going to look for a split in this series. Uh, Richard probably had his best start in his last outing, going six innings, giving up three runs, and a loss to the Yankees. Uh, Sparkman, you know, he's, he's alternated between solid starts, not-so-solid starts. But I like the Royals here. I, I'm going to jump on KC. There
0: you go.
2: I think just from a value play, um, it's probably the Royals, but – Look, these both these pitchers are just ass. I don't like either one. I can't even believe Clayton Richards still in the line. That league. means
1: Sparkman's going to have a good one today.
2: That is. I was, like
1: Sparkman. I was hoping. He's doing
2: it. <laughs> it could. I, you know, I'm not touching this game. The, the play probably is the Royals just because of the line, but I, I don't like this game at all.
0: Yeah, the play is absolutely the Royals with that line. Uh, I Yeah, they need a 42% chance to win. They have a 42% chance to win against the, uh, the Blue Jays. I'd say they probably have closer to 50. I'm going to take it, man. Royals plus 136 as well. And as far as big shifts, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is single digits. Let's just bang through these real quick. Cubs, Pirates. Cubs open up minus 114. Pirates plus 105. As it sits now. Cubs minus 118. Pirates plus 109.
1: Yeah, you know, the Cubs just lost the series to the Reds, who seem to be their kryptonite. The Pirates lost their offense for the last couple of games. Uh, they were kind of on a roll. Uh, Azalee, he's he's had two solid starts for the Cubs, but I, I think Trevor Williams is is better than his ERA says he is. Um, I'm I'm gonna take Pittsburgh here. Uh, I'm
2: I think they I think they win this first one. All right. I don't think that the pitchers matter here. Um, The rookie for the Cubs has pitched very well his first couple spots. But, look, the Pirates just struggle to score. And the Cubs have, you know, one of the better offenses in the league. If anything, I would almost consider this somewhat trappish, Arch. uh, Minus 120 on the Cubs. Just something don't feel right. This should be more like 155 or something. I like the Cubs here, but I'm kind of leery about that line. Mm.
0: yeah uh the money's on the pirates the, the 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 public is on the cubs i can't really yeah i don't know if it should have opened better or not this is the one game i didn't want to touch because i don't like it so i'm just going to sit this one out of all the games this is the only one i'm not touching huh. yep all right next up we got so you're not touching either panther Or you boy? no i'll take i'll take the cubs you are gonna take the cubs okay Never met a trap you didn't like. Brewers at Reds. We got Brewers minus 103, Reds minus 105. And now it's Brewers minus 107, Reds minus 101.
1: Yeah, I mean, both teams coming off much-needed series wins. Uh, I'd like to think the Brewers are the much better team, but that's that's not really been the case. Um, They have Hauser on the mound, who has really not fared well in his starts this season. He's got uh, a nine ERA when they when they put him out there to do his uh his, his spot starts every so often. Uh, Tyler Tyler Mailey, uh he hasn't had much better luck lately. He's been zero and three with a four six four ERA. Uh, but I think the Reds can get this done today. I'm I'm gonna yeah I'll bet
2: Cincinnati. There you go. Yeah, I actually really like Cincinnati here. Um, Milwaukee's been kind of treading water lately. The Reds have gotten better. I still think they're underperforming, but their their offense is starting to catch up with their pitching. Yasiel Puig has really, really taken off over the last month, um, turned into the leader of that team. And even, you know, the 96-year-old Joey Votto has been playing pretty well, getting on base and uh, swatting a few home runs. So, yeah, I, I definitely like the Reds here.
0: I am with the Reds as well. Minus 101, I like that play. Uh, let's do it. Kiss of death, man. Let's do it. All right, Giants and Padres. Giants open up plus 150, Padres minus 163, and it moved one whole point. San Francisco plus 149, Padres <laughs> minus 161.
1: Uh, I mean, this is the game I'm off of today. Uh, Lo- I-, I actually kind of like the Giants. Uh, Logan Allen's looked very good through two starts for San Diego, but historically, Samarge has actually had success against the Padres. Mm. Uh, but he does give up a lot of runs, so they can find themselves in a the deficit. Uh, I, still-
2: I-, I like the Giants. I'm not going to bet it, though.
1: There you
0: go.
2: Uh, I do not like the Giants. I've hated the Giants all season. Uh, you know, Three of the last five games, San Diego has put up 12, 10, and eight runs. Manny Machado has gone on a terror. This guy uh, looks like the all-star that he was in Baltimore. And, look, San Diego is, is one of the better pitching teams. San Francisco can't score. Like I, To me, this just seems like free money. Give me the Padres. Lock that shit up. Okay,
0: I'll put a little lock there. You're locking them up. I don't want. I don't mean to like you know step on your step on your foot with my spikes as I'm running across for first base there Panther, but uh, I'm gonna take in the I'm taking the Giants here. I like them plus one forty
2: nine. You're a hater. You've always been a hater. <laughs> you, yeah.
0: yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I like the Giants. I like I like I like the uh I like the plus 149. I think they've got enough of a chance against the Padres who can go ice cold in a moment's notice. All right, this is the one everyone's been drooling about. Max has got his knife and fork out and he's rubbing them together. Angels at Rangers. It is Angels plus 125, Rangers minus 135. And that's real. I looked it up. <laughs> okay. Yep.
1: Yeah, listen, uh there's a Mike Miner on the mound. I I love this one. Uh, I'm I'm gonna jump up and I'm gonna lock up the the Rangers today. I think this this Rangers at home. Mike Miner on the mound. This fuck. This is too good to be true, isn't
2: it? It seems like it. It sure does. Panther. Uh yeah. Can, can, can I do a double lock? I'm I'm with Max here. Uh, Miners his eight and four record really isn't even fair because he has pitched so well all season i don't think anybody ever saw this coming texas can hit they got a lot of power hitters the angels have power hitters but look suarez on the bump is going to be the difference so i'm with max here give me the rangers
0: yeah, I hate to do it. Two kisses of death with just like five fucking games. But there we go. I'm on the Rangers too, plus minus 135. Let's five. Let's let's do it. Kiss of death, part two. All right. Here's the big recap for everybody. Max is taking the Pirates, plus 105. And Panther is jumping on the Cubs, minus one. I'm sorry. Max is jumping on the Pirates, plus 109. Panther's got the Cubs, minus 118 in that game. We're going to kiss the death of the Reds here, minus 101. Uh, I'm gonna take the Giants plus 149. And Panther says no way he's taking the Padres minus 161. Max and I are both gonna take the Royals plus 136 against Toronto. Panther was talking shit on Sparkman, so that means a big game from him. And we are gonna kiss a death Texas minus 135 against the Angels. That's it. That is
1: it. I'm I'm getting my car uh, filled up with gas right now. So no I, I, no receipt. Thanks. Appreciate it. So, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to post a link to our Discord channel in this podcast. And you can go over to Discord and let us know what you think about these picks today. Let us know what you think about the the NBA free agency, the futures, all that stuff. Anything that you're betting on, too, because we need more stuff to bet on. There's very few games of uh, MLB today, so let us know. If you're on Twitter, you can follow us at Betting Absolute. If you're on Facebook, you can find us at Sports Betting Degeneracy or absolute sports betting degeneracy that is actually the name of the show the very show you're listening to on such fine stations as stitcher and spotify and itunes and libsyn that is actually where we host this podcast no matter where you listen to us please highest rating comments subscribe download listen to every single episode it is monday it is bobby Bonilla day fuck me panther take us home
2: Oh, it's Monday and I got to go back to work. Vacation is over. I ate like shit. June is over. We get a fresh start, right? We don't have to look back at June and our dismal, dismal records. Um, I'm looking forward to July. I like the games today. I, I think there's some very favorable games today. Let us know what you like. There's only, well, there will be six games and uh raise line comes in, but, uh, yeah, we need some picks. Uh, soccer, I think there's some big soccer games still going on. Wimbledon, and, uh, Wimbledon, man. Wimbledon, Wimbledon. What? Wimbledon. What the hell? What, tennis? tennis? I guess um, tennis? Yeah. It's going on right now. Huh? It's happening right now. You might want to tell. It's right me. now, right now. Fuck, turn on ESPN. There's apparently there's some tennis on. <laughs> Oh, get us your picks let us know what you did in June let us know what you think about the NBA and then let us know that what you did do was made some money fools
1: information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. This podcast is void in Queens, New York.